You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 129. Oh no, my bathroom is in my wealth area. Welcome to episode 129 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. And if you want to listen to the older podcast episodes and check out our store, you can visit holisticspaces.com. So today, oh no, my bathroom is in my wealth area. My hair is standing on air. Look, my hair is standing on end. Yeah. So the reason we're doing it like this is because, believe it or not, we actually do get emails and inquiries like this quite frequently or comments. I find that it's like comments on our social media, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, oh my God. Oh my, and sometimes it's OMG. What do I do if... So we're here to walk you through what to do. And also to explain to those of you that aren't panicked going, wait a minute, was I supposed to worry about this? No, you're not supposed to worry about this, but we're going to explain what it is first. So we're going to explain what it is. We're going to talk about how you can fix it. And we're going to just take the panic out and make it easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So what does it mean? when we say, oh no, my bathroom is in my wealth area. So for those of you that are familiar, have been listening to this podcast for a while, have been following our blog, or you've you know got a little bit of familiarity with feng shui, you'll know the term bagua. And the bagua is, for lack of a better word, a map, which um, our teacher does not like when we say a map. She's told us, but <laughs> we keep saying it because it's so much easier to understand. It's basically a way to look at your home and place this metaphysical lens on it. And each of these areas, and it's divided into nine areas, nine parts. Um, the center is the Tai Chi, so, so the unifying element. And then all of the remaining eight that surround that center area are called guas or areas. And each of those areas connects back to... Uh, part of your life. It will come back, connects back to many, many, many things. There's lots of layers on it. And, um, but one of the things that most people know is that it, it speaks to, or it connects to, or it resonates with something that's going on in your own life. So it could be your family. It could be how you find, how you get resources and helpful people, how you learn things, how you tap into your own knowing and awareness, how your career and life purpose moves forward, or as what we're talking about today, your money your wealth, your finances, your blessings, your prosperity, your abundance, all the stuff that ties around that. And if you want to know more about this, if you go to our blog page, and we'll probably have it in the show notes, we do have a free download that walks you through how to lay the bagua in a very simple way. And, by the, the and by the way, I know Laura said not to say anything about this, but someone had put a comment accusing us of not giving them a comprehensive enough feng shui checklist. And then insisting that we go to our blog page full of advertisements, but we actually don't have any advertising on our, on our blog God, page. No. <laughs> and this is like our career and this is how we make our living. And this is part, I'm actually doing the podcast as part of our marketing, but the main reason why we want you to go to the blog 
is because you can just find more information and search more about what you mm-hmm. want. And, and we can't, we're not going to touch on every single point in a podcast because, well, because number one, that's not how feng shui works. If feng shui was like a checklist, then you wouldn't need to talk to anyone about it. Right. But nothing in life is that simple. I think that everyone can look at their own respective careers or own respective interests and know that when you have an expertise in something, you have some, you have a more nuanced perspective on it. So whether it's like teaching someone how to bake bread, or it's talking about feng shui or parenting, there are you know, wonder it's wonderful that there's podcast resources of people like Laura and I talking about things and doing our own, doing marketing for ourselves and offering this free information. And we also have a blog so you can learn more. So we're not trying to actually get you to click through and click through all our ads because we don't have any of that set up on our blogs. It's actually just a blog that like we, we pay, we, we write the blogs and we pay someone, a web person to put them up. So and it's all for your benefit. So we hope that you will check it out. We put a lot of time and effort into offering so much of this free information for all of you so that we can change the way that people think about feng shui. We could change the way that you live in your home, that you be- you can become more mindful. And also because it's something that we love. And then we hope that a few, maybe only 54 students a year may sign up for our for our certification. So anyways, please do check out our blog because we have so much a wealth of information. And Laura and I have been blogging for decades. And so when you go to look on our website where there are no ads except for, you know, a click through to see what we teach and our workshops uh, for more content, you will find in the blog tab, you will find a little uh, free download. And um yeah, it'll give you basically if you want to figure out how to lay the bagua on your home and actually your bedroom, I think is what we walk you through because it's super easy. So now that we know what, what that means to say you have a wealth area, so then we kind of layer in, well, what does it mean? Why do I care if there's a bathroom in my wealth area? Why would I care about such a thing? And mainly you're caring about the toilet if we had to pick one thing. I mean, yeah, there's lots of water in a bathroom generally. And, you know, sometimes we all always, we talk about like elements and how to balance them. But the main thing is the fact that there is a toilet and the toilet creates quite a suction and a drain out. And it, it generally drains water, but you know, a it's wastewater, but it's a lot of water and it's a suction out and away from the home. And so in feng shui, you know, water represents energy, it represents chi, water flowing into the home. I mean, we always used to always think, oh, I should put a fountain out in the front of my house, you know, have the water flowing towards you. Yes, yes, sometimes. But the idea is, is that water flowing generally is a good thing. And so when it's sucked down your toilet and away from your house, that's not great. But having said all that, we're going to, the next point is going to be don't panic. But before I get there, so if you think about that from a fun, from a perspective of not knowing a whole lot about feng shui, but just knowing enough to be worried. And then you think, oh my goodness. So let me get this straight. I have a big suction that's, and you know, wastewater in my wealth area. That doesn't sound good, does it? And, you know, this is where we kind of get the little bit of panic, right? Because there people are like, oh no. So now what do I do? So. Yeah. Oh, can I Angie, add something? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And another thing that our teachers 
sometimes reminded us was that, okay, so feng shui comes from China and many different cultures have a form of looking at their own environment to to situate their your home or your built environments in um, a more advantageous way with to be in harmony with nature. So when feng shui was developed in ancient China and other disciplines actually, in ancient times, the bathroom or the latrine was actually a very, not a, not what we think about when we think about our lovely spa bathrooms where we wanna take our baths with crystals and salts and where we get ready in the morning and where most people spend a huge amount of their budget in their renovation. But back then when feng shui was developed, you wanted the latrine far from the home. And if it was closer to the home, it would bring, you can know, bring sickness, illness, you know, it was not a pleasant place to be before there was plumbing, right? Indoor plumbing. And even when there was indoor plumbing, I'm sure it wasn't the nicest thing either. So if we really think about how we look at modern bathrooms now, modern bathrooms are recent. And so while the sentiment is still there, about what the bathroom represents. It's also not as critical as it was when in reality, the bathroom was a place to very much pay attention to the location, right? So a lot of feng shui is very common sense. And so that's where some of this idea comes from as well. Yeah. And I think that goes back to our next point, which is really, okay, what do I do now? But before we give you ways to, to adjust this from a feng shui standpoint, you know, don't panic, don't worry. You know, first of all, your bathroom is a place to see your bathroom, shift your mindset and see your bathroom as a place to reset, rejuvenate and recharge. And that will change how you feel about it. So I honestly feel that sometimes when we get this question from people, the people that are commenting on it have more worries than just about their bathroom in the wealth area. And I think that there is, that there is this constant fear around a lot of things with money and a lot of things with not, with lack and not having these things. And then they, they hear this and then they grab, they, they, they latch onto it. So what we want you to walk, if we were to get you to walk away with one tip today, and it's not really one of our tips because we have, it is don't, don't let yourself get sucked into that. Don't panic. Don't worry. Cause I think it's like creates this mind spin of like, well, that makes total sense that my toilet is in my, in my wealth area because I'm this when I don't have any of this and I don't have this and I don't have this and I don't have this and I never have this. So if that sounds familiar to you, I think from what we're going to tell you is to know that this is a feng shui symbol and represents certain thing is the first start. So say, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Now I know this. So you can use simple fixes and awareness. And just by that alone, Think of it as not only fixing the feng shui problem, but use it as an opportunity to shift your mindset and to not get sucked down that toilet as well. (laughs) I I like that. And I think, Laura, you make a really good point as we see a trend of people who get the most concerned about this. This is not the most important thing to actually address in terms of bringing yourself 
up to a financially healthy situation. And our teachers also always taught us that the mundane adjustment, doing what's actually needed in the world is more important than doing a feng shui transit feng shui adjustment like an energetic adjustment so you can of course what uh, you want to do both in tandem but what's more important is taking care of the real world issue on the earth realm so if you are genuinely having financial difficulties and you also have a bathroom in the wealth area you don't only want to do the correct, the feng shui corrections, but you also need to do the things that you need to do in the world to work with your financial health. And also Laura and I, um, when we work with our students and when we work with our clients, we really unpack that. We never just take, uh, if someone says, I want to work on my wealth, that's not, that's not the end of the conversation. That is the beginning of the conversation because mm -hmm. usually there are so many other things that we have to ask we could probably spend like 15 minutes really laser focusing what that means because it's a very mm -hmm. broad comment. Yeah. And I think if you are, for those of you that clicked on this and, and got, you know, said, aha, I knew and and I'm looking for this and this is me and oh my goodness. I think you should use this opportunity. The fact that you have a bathroom in the welfare, wealth area is an opportunity for you to say, I think your home is telling you something that maybe your home is telling you, you pick the home for a reason. It is what it is. Your home is telling you, you're not doing the work that needs to be done on, as Angie said, this plane. And so, you know, this is an opportunity for you to make these feng shui adjustments that we're going to give you, but really you need to do the work as well. And I, and that counts with anything. I mean, the mundane without the transcendental is, is, um, you know, is kind of, you don't want to go too deep, too fast when you could do something so simple and just be really practical about it. So, okay. So that brings us to how do we adjust this? So we've talked about it. Now we've said, okay, I am going to use this as an opportunity to change the way I think about money, the way I think about prosperity, the way I think about gratitude and blessings and all these things. And, you know, you're going to go in. And so one thing about the wealth area, which I'm sure we have some other podcasts on this, but anyway, one other, one other thing about the wealth area is that each of these areas, each of these guas has an element that's attached to it. And for the wealth area, which is called shun in uh, Chinese. And that's the, when you're, when we teach our students, we generally get them to learn the Chinese names of each of the guas because there are so many layers to a gua that it tends to get you pigeonholed when you just sit there and say the word wealth. But anyway, just for our sake of ease, and um, we're going to talk about the wealth area. The wealth area is a wood gua, which means that if you added wood to it, let's say hypothetically, that would support it, right? So it's, it's wood, it's growth, it's uh, the color green. And so if you added a plant to your bathroom, hopefully because it's in the area that it's in, hopefully you have a natural light source. And if you do, you could place a plant on the back of a toilet tank or somewhere that's easy. You could hang a plant, hanging plant in the bathroom is really cool. And if you don't have the light source and I, this question will come up, so I'm gonna answer right now. Yes, you can use an artificial plant if it's very lifelike. It has to be very realistic looking, but yes, you can. But obviously a real plant is, gonna, is going to be your first choice. So that's one way, one simple way to adjust it. And kind of the big way. What do you, Angie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good one. And we have like a whole other episode on plants. You can listen to that. It's true. And, we do. and unfortunately we must say it. 
we have blog posts on plants too. If you, if you're inclined to, to get off the podcast and you can definitely search our blog, we have a lot of information, a wealth of information that we're happy to share with you. And then the second tip that we have is to keep the door closed. So this is actually a very practical tip as well, because it keeps the moisture from the bathroom or there's any smells from the bathroom from like permeating the rest of the space. But if you have a bathroom in a problematic gua like the wealth gua, you can just keep the door closed and to energetically kind of close off that chi and to prevent other things from draining up your wealth from draining away. Yeah. It's kind of an easy, simple fix, you know, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people think isn't enough, but really, I mean, let's get realistic. It is close the door. Really simple. The other thing we would tell you to do, and it kind of goes along with the plant because the one other part of the plant is besides the fact that it supports it because it's a wood gua, it also, you can visualize it uh, pulling, lifting the chi, raising the chi up, drinking that, all that water in um, your bathroom. So that, so tip number three would be to that point, you know, excessive water, how is your bathroom functioning? Like, do you have any leaks? Like when you close your taps, are you still getting that drip, drip, drip? Or does your toilet sit there and go and endlessly fill that toilet toilet tank because it's a little, I don't know, there's like some really simple little thing you fix in the back and I can't remember, but are those things happening to you? Because if so, fixing leaks in the bathroom is huge. I mean, that's a big one. You should be fixing, you, you should be doing those kind of not even mundane. I mean, yeah, they're mundane, but they're also ways to fix things that are, that represent in feng shui that represent certain things. So stop the leak, stop the water going down the drain more than, you know, excessive leaks. You don't need that. So go do a little audit and see, see what's going on in your bathroom as well. Yeah. And you know, there's many, many different layers to this last one about fixing any leaks. But one thing that just comes to mind, I mean, I could talk about this for an hour, I think, uh, different ways that we can look at the meaning of fixing a leak in your home. But it just on a very basic level, when you acknowledge and take the time to fix a leak in your home, you are acknowledging that water is a precious resource, that you don't want to waste it, and that the, you keep things well-maintained in your home. There's so many nuances to that. Because someone who doesn't care about resource, you know, water is very precious. If someone, if you don't care about something as precious as water, which is really important for humans, we need water to thrive. In fact, feng shui means wind and water. That's what it translates to. If you have this acknowledgement of even a drop of water is precious and you will take the time to maintain your home and repair little things like this, it trickles down to many different places in your life. So beginning to become more mindful, be more conscious, respecting the resources of the earth, respecting the resources of other people. This has a big teaching in it. Yes. Um, Agreed. So what we're going to do, we're going to leave you with this last little bit before we wrap up this thing. And Angie touched on it. Sometimes you need to drill down a little deeper and it isn't about the bathroom. 
So we would say that if this is a real concern for you and this has triggered something in you and you are really, really worried that you, we would, we always do this, recommend we, you work with a feng shui consultant, um, practitioner, um, you know, on our page, on, yes, back on our website, there is actually a page, a tab for our graduates that are our consultants from our program and they are legit consultants and we just like to spread the word because we want them to succeed. And they're lovely people and they're all amazing and you can go on and check them all out there. You should work with, uh, with a certified consultant or, you know, an educated, qualified feng shui consultant because sometimes it, maybe it's not about your wealth. Maybe you're underemployed. Maybe you're, maybe there's something going on in another part of your home. Maybe you don't have any, you know, you're, you're feeling really low and you don't have that self-esteem, which is a totally different area of the Gua, of the Bagua. So, I mean, there's, there's so many things that could be going on. Maybe this is going to start your journey and your curiosity and your awareness into what's going on. If this is really triggering something in you and this is, and I think to be able to use this as an opportunity to shift your mindset and change how you feel about your financial situation and absolutely do these tips because they're super simple and feel that and trust that they are the beginning of something better and you're going to move past this, I think is, is really important. But know that sometimes you might need to drill down a little, just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And I think one last thing, um, sometimes also when you do have a bathroom in your wealth area, it it is like an indication to, to take a little bit more care in what's going on with your finances. It's like, look, up, it's a sign from your home. It's a message from your home saying, Hey, just be sure everything's going okay with your finances. It may, there may be something leaking away. There may be some difficulty that you're not aware of. And it can give you just a little signpost to take extra care when it comes to your finances. If nothing is, if, if your finances are fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks, Laura. Thanks for walking us through this. And thank you, our listeners, for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, you can share it with others and you can also explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level by visiting our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. And that's a really great way to support the podcast because we, we don't have any advertising. We do this on our own to market for our, our program for mindfuldesignschool.com. So we have our certification that we do twice a year and we have some mini courses like practical feng shui workshop um, every month and some seasonal courses from here uh, here and there like around Chinese New Year so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week <laughs>